Bar Media. You are listening to an episode of The Local, a show about all things local, hosted by Charlene Comerford and Justin April. Extra nasally today. I'm doing that because that's my voice. Post nasal drip. It's peanut <laughs> allergy season. That's what Welcome it is. to the National Peanut Festival. It's oh yeah, that is coming up. It is coming up. It is the most right. wonderful time of the year. What uh, what episode are we on? Seventy two. Mm. We've done seventy two shows. Seventy two. Wow. Yeah, wow. take that, Kindle shows. Yeah, take that. <laughs> start calling people out. <laughs> Sorry, um, Dana McCain. That is only meant for Kendall, not Dana. Dana Dana's rad. Kendall. Ken, we love Kendall. I just give her a hard time. I saw our Publix the other day. The views and opinions of Justin do not reflect Charlene. They also are very liquid. They they go from the very. Uh, what are you talking about? My ideals and opinions are always changing. Yeah. They do not reflect me or Andrew in any way, shape, or form. And they barely reflect me, depending on the day. (laughs) They 100% reflect you and all your weirdness. I'm just an antagonist. All your varying personalities. I'm just an antagonist. Andrew Reed is here. I'm so excited to meet you. Thank you. Well, Justin put it this way. Some guy's coming on, he makes bets. I'm like, oh, okay. You got to downplay everything so she's (laughs) getting nervous. (laughs) That's true. You do. Yeah. You do. Um... So we've been talking for, I mean, we've been hanging out for a while, almost an hour. Yeah. Mm. And I've been going through your magazines. We have so many questions for you. But um, are you from Dothan? No, I'm actually from Mobile. I was born and raised in Mobile. Yeah. I met my better half at the University of South Alabama, and uh, she brought me up here. I actually left the family business for a good 10 years. Uh, I worked at Poly Engineering. Did you really? Yeah, which is Poly Inc. now, but... uh, yeah, I worked in the military department. I don't know if you know, they, they design mil- uh, military training ranges. Really interesting job, I mean, from coast to coast. I mean, anything from a small pistol range to a 10,000-acre tank range. And you did really that for 10 years? Yeah. Do you have uh, one built at your house now? I do. <laughs> do you really? <laughs> do you really? <laughs> no, I don't. I'd, I wouldn't I mean, blame you if you did. No, it, it, was, it was interesting. It really was. I mean, um, all over the country, all these different uh, – Military installations and uh, you know you just you don't think about that you know the actual military out there training with tanks you don't think they're you just think they're going out there shooting there's no you think it's all no random, random. Yeah, that's what I thought random. I didn't realize it was designed no it's completely designed and laid out and I mean if you're ever flying out of Dothan and if you kind of can gauge where you're looking you can look down on Fort uh, Benning you can see all these little U-shaped roads and it's a tank range it's really pretty, really interesting yes yeah. I want a tank. I want to. I want to ride in a tank. I want to ride in a tank around Ross Clark Circle. Oh, that'd be <laughs> awesome. That's everybody during traffic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just yeah. like plow over cars. Teaching everybody Nobody that, gets hurt, that hard lesson. But you get to destroy so much stuff. That That's, would be awesome. That is the dream. It is the dream. You just, you just sit there and wait at the median for that one dude that does it wrong. And you just blow him across. He's just <laughs> run over the back of the car. Yeah. He has enough time to like run out of his car. Yeah, you run the barrel of the of the cannon out of the thing through his windshield, pick it up, and just move him to where he needs to be. I don't think I've ever seen a tank. I've seen a tank with my own eyeballs, but I don't think I've ever seen a tank moving with my own eyeballs. Really? Have you? I mean, I don't I'm know. talking in I've never thought about it. I mean, I have on TV. There's plenty on YouTube. No, we yeah, can, not like that. I mean, like for, hours. for real, for I'm real, right. like in front of my face. I don't know. It was, it was, it was, is it loud? Is it super loud? In the office while you're designing landscaping? Have you been in a tank? I've never, no, you know. Andrew, have you ever been in a tank? Of course I did. They have them in Mobile in the park. Yeah, just climb in there. Where, over you there by the... I think there's one at Municipal Park. In Run Mobile, some hobo out which of Which may be called something else now. It's been 15 yeah, no years. No doubt. Yeah, there probably would be a homeless person in there. living in there. I wouldn't do that. No, uh, but... But anyway, uh, it was a really cool job, but I was in a cubicle a lot, stuck yeah. in the office, you know, and I just, you know, kind of got really burnt out on it. Really interesting job, but I was just ready to bust out, you know. Get and back to the family business. Get back to the, no, I actually, I quit. I went home to be a stay-at-home father. Did you really? I was living the dream of How, long, I, uh, How long were you stay-at-home dad? <laughs> I think it's like a year and a half, something like that. How and, old were uh, your kids? My son, oh gosh. You're putting uh-huh. me on the spot here. I can't remember. No, at the I time, how old were they? We don't have to worry about it. Yeah, and I, right they were like now. six, and I think Ella was like two, something like that. And uh, I took care of her while my older 
you know, the older son was in kindergarten and such. So, uh, what does your wife do? She's a pediatric nurse practitioner at Southeastern Pediatrics. Awesome. Right, right down the road here. So. But, um, but anyways, I stayed home for a while, and I actually, I was starting my own business. I, uh, I was on Etsy. Uh, I made tree swings, and I, got, I started doing the family business. My my father was actually running the business in Mobile at the time. Right. You know, he took it over when my grandfather died. And uh, I was up here kind of cranking up my own thing. It was actually called Readcraft. Don't Google it, nobody. Um, <laughs> I'm Googling it right, <laughs> right now. It's too late. Did you say yeah. Readcraft? Don't yeah. pull up that Spotify Don't account by accident. Oh. <laughs> start playing oh Spotify. Oh, my gosh. But uh, anyway, um, and I was just kind of cruising along. It was starting to gain a little traction, and my father started having some serious health issues in Mobile without going into too much detail. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was time to sell the shop. And rather than, you know, the entire business going up on the auction block, yeah. you know, I just decided to get it from my parents, purchase it from my parents, move it up here. And uh, they took the money from selling the property in Mobile, and uh, my father and mother have both been retired ever since. So. All right, so let's go, uh, let's talk about the history of the Reed family. I'm really, glad Justin, that's not mine. Your new iPhone 8 <laughs> doesn't have a silence. That reminds me, I better make sure this is well, right. my brother-in-law had a baby this morning, and so that's the mother-in-law probably squawking at me about something. <laughs> Voicemail. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to pay for that come Christmas. Yes, you are. Don't hit that button um, twice. Just hit it once. Oh, I know. What happens if you hit it twice? Because then it sends it directly to. Then you know that you got nexted. That's that button that everybody calls it. Yeah. I'm not going to say it. You're good. What? I'm just going to text her on the side. I just want to know what the button means when you. Hit oh, it twice. then it like cuts off while it's ringing. Boots you straight, straight to, to voicemail. voicemail. Oh. It doesn't ring. But one and a half times, you're like, That's a secret, man. Wait, Nobody's supposed to know that. <laughs> okay, so tell me about the Reed family business. So yeah. your grandfather started it. Yes, my gra- my grandfather started it before the war. In 1938. 1938. And uh, the war started, and obviously he went off to war, and uh, he spent a lot of time in Europe. And uh, I'm just kind of going through this quickly. Yeah. But he no, but, uh, spent I mean, time for those in of Europe. You, don't, he, you guys, did he always specialize in beds? Was, has it always just been no, beds? No, it's been every, it, was, it started off being anything and everything. He could just make furniture. Mm, yeah, How did I mean, he, he learn to do it? Who taught him? He was, he was self-taught. Necessity taught him. Self-taught, really? yeah. He was very artistic, very, I mean, he was, a, he was, he was a genius. He had a very engineering um Geared mind, geared mind. Yeah, I mean, he just. He, he, I mean, if you come to my shop, you can see his his mind still laid out everywhere. Just really? from the way he built all these custom machines. Actually, he helped build a lot of these beds that people can't do, and it's it's one of those little secrets I have that I, you know, kind of keep the cover on. Like but, your uh, your family, like for real, your family secret. Only yeah, you can yeah, do. Well, yeah. I mean, really, truly, there's there's a lot of little things up there that are very very tray specific. You know, I'm on social media on some platforms, and I, um, God, I was gonna, I'm gonna go down this road. Your Etsy I, shop? Yeah, I just, no, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> eBay. But so, if you don't know, what we're talking about we're talking with Andrew Reed of Reed Classics, established in 1938, and right now we're talking about his grandfather who started it, mm-hmm. and so. This is stuff anyway, that he could do, he, he the went, way his mind works. So yeah, he, he was the genius. He's the one, that, you know, who's in Europe for the, for the war, and um, so he, he probably he would got take to see a these, lot of European. Yes, furniture. he would take these amazing, um, you know, furlays and, and travel all over Europe. And you know, one of his things was sneaking sneaking behind. One of his story was going behind the velvet rope at the Louvre to, do, to measure some furniture. Oh, that's so. Did he? Awesome. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah, you can't do that anymore. Secrets out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What kind of, what style do you call that? Is that Elizabeth, like Victorian? What? Elizabethan. Elizabethan. Uh, you talking about what? You talking about the Louvre? I mean, no, 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 just no. The bed style the, you guys build. The bed style, oh, man. you guys. I'm talking about Federalist French. I mean, you name it. I mean, contemporary. I make contemporary beds. Uh, Anything. Queen Anne. I mean, yes, you name pretty much any style that you can think of. I was going to say, once you've done it for a certain amount of time, you just start. I would think that you just take everything you know and adapt whatever style you want to that. I I literally have thousands of post patterns around my shop. It's a glorious disaster. That's madness. I can't. That is absolute madness. It It is. It's cool. Let's go. Not right now, but. Well, we um, the keys. Let's grab this whiskey and go. Let's (laughs) go see this shop. I don't have the keys. (laughs) Um, So you. Your grandfather came back to the yeah. U.S. and then yes. what? Started 
just got back into the woodworking and um just had like a shop behind his house yeah yeah and he just started you know i think he started at his parents or something like that while he was off at war and when mm-hmm. he got back he started back at it again and before too long he just i don't know i don't you know i don't know all the story i wish i did all the detailed specifics but right. business really started picking up and flourishing and he actually called his brother to come help and uh just really kind of built up from there and um you know it Proofs in the pudding. If you make quality furniture, do quality work, it'll sell itself. And right. He, you know, he just really grew from that. And uh, all the way up to the 60s, he did anything and everything. But I think it was around 1965 that he finally uh, specifically went straight to doing just four-poster beds. Now, why that was just his niche? Was it his passion? Money was that? Is that well, no, I, you know, money's not there, dude. Well, no. I mean, <laughs> I mean, as far as order order quantity was probably heavier well, on everybody, that. Everybody wants a, a nice bed. Think, right. think of this. You spend a third of your life in your bed. You do. You spend a third of it in there. So why, why not two thirds? You know what I mean? If you you know why not invest in a good bed that you can have for the rest of your life right you know? well and that's and really he, how your furniture should be your, yeah. like your pieces mm-hmm. need to be when you invest in them they need to be something that you are going to have one and done mm-hmm. right yeah. there's no reason to replace everything every three years just throw money away that's the society that we live in dude oh I know you know, I use that water bottle at the end of the desk I mm-hmm. use that just about exclusively to drink water out of this yeah how did you bring this into classic furniture? Because people throw shit away all the time. They're buying cases of bottled water and just wasting it. I just wanted to know how your brain like made it from Yeah, I get one thing and Victorian I keep era that bed all the way down to plastic water bottle. I'm just trying to downplay everything everybody does. I'm like, oh, you're basically just doing the water bottle thing. That's all you're doing. Um, Which is definitely not the purpose of this conversation. <laughs> Andrew's like, did I just come up here? Justin's no, but we are very like start over, repaint, re like yeah. all well, new, it, brand new furniture. And well, really your furniture should be, you're, like you should have statement pieces. Your bedroom definitely should be, your bedroom furniture, your suite mm-hmm. should be. Yeah. It's important. Yeah. Um, I guess I should back up too. It actually, when the business started, it was actually read reproductions. So it was kind of like a, t- a tongue twist, but and then it, in the 60s, it switched to read classics. So read reproductions, did he, people would just bring him a picture of what they wanted? Yeah, a picture and then or would... old, old post in. You know, I have some historic post in my shop, you know, that people would bring in and, and leave it after he'd make a copy of it yeah. you know and then it would become part of our lineup you know of a, a bed post i have some old yes i have some old old bed post wow that's crazy so you just have cool. a ton of jigs set yeah, so up I for got, each yeah number so I got, yeah i do because your numbering convention or your your item number convention is pretty simplistic and also like super it efficient it works yeah so i got chalk i got like a chalkboard that i put sort of my current orders on and you know and you just write the numbers yeah unless it's custom then you just write custom and then you have to go dig up you ever have anybody of... order wacky stuff with like a three-legged bed in case you don't know what Not, they're talking well, about if you look a... at the read classics catalog yes there's a lineup of how many posts would you it say it is downloadable via our website oh a pdf readclassics.com readclassics.com there you Andrew, go Andrew I found you on readclassics.com you sound sleazier and sleazier every time you do it he's gonna morph into that persona full time um, he was talking before we went on air about uh, did he call today someone called today when was this this person called oh uh, last week he actually ordered a bed yeah oh so we can't just start <laughs> bashing this yeah. start bashing this dude's fictitious yeah. persona like Uncle that we Johnny just, it was fantastic yeah we just projected on I want to call him Uncle Johnny <clears throat> uh, so anyway when you order you have like all of the you have bed posts to choose from and the headboard and a footboard or whatever and you can kind of be like I need never number 700 or 7,000 7,000 yeah. you didn't look at those numbers at all did you homework at what year was this company established justin <laughs> 1938 very good well done right. go ahead <laughs> listen I'm, in, I'm invested in our guests <laughs> i'm not just shooting from the hip up here no what is the weirdest thing or something that somebody has asked you to build 
Has anybody asked you to build like a secret like drawer in their bed, like to put a gun in well, or behind the headboards, gun holders and stuff? Really? And yeah, that's probably not even, Yeah, that I would think that'd be kind of common nowadays, or mm-hmm. more common nowadays than ever. That's before. pretty smart. Yeah, just reach up behind there. And... Huh? Man, um, you, they've got those. So every everybody's probably seen it by now. The, there's a Facebook video floating around where some dude's laying in bed and he just throws his hands up against the headboard and it hinges back and a shotgun yeah. drops into his hand. <laughs> that that seems like a good idea, but I feel like you just hit yourself in the face with a like, I mean, you know, shotgun. The, the cool thing is, you can. I mean, you can do so many different things. Yeah, I mean, you can do whatever you want to. I mean, really, you can build whatever you want to at my shop. That's that's pretty rad. That's pretty amazing. And then you know, the, the things you can make out of mahogany. I mean. What's the longest time you've ever spent working on one bed? I know you probably don't have it no, just in your back pocket. I guess, it's, I guess it's now I'm working on one that's... Lord, I think it's like... It was ordered in June 2016. Wow. Yeah, very, very totally fully custom bed. Super and, uh, ornate? Not really ornate, just has a lot of different elements to it. And specific heights and... Uh, Modifications in the middle of design and builds. Oh yeah, that'll change. Is it for their master or guest? It's master, master. Yeah, it's it's gonna be pretty neat. But I'm. uh, I like to picture at least a month out on it. I like to picture clients that are waiting on your, waiting on their project to get completed, just sleeping on pallets in the floor. I doubt it very much. I would say, like, what? Where have you seen never, his clients? Have you gone through I was all the say, like, where did, where and where gardening your, guns what's and the architectural low end, digest? Low end for a Reed's classic bed, queen size. What's that running? Dep- obviously, it all it, there's it's infinite it, amount of variables involved. Around but. around four thousand. Yeah, you got four grand for a bed frame. You're not sleeping on a pallet. What kind? What's the best futon you've ever slept on? I'm just kidding. <laughs> No, just it's four thousand will get you a nice bed. Yeah, for sure. And you'll have it the rest of your life, and you will not have to replace it. That's so, so awesome, though. Nineteen sixty-five. Your grandfather just started just beds. Yes. When did you start? Did Did your dad learn? Yes, he did. We, we we basically grew up all. We both grew up in the shop. You know, you just it's second that's what nature. you did. S- sitting there turning on the lathe all day is second nature to me. You know, just because that's what I've always done. Even when I wasn't working there, I was turning out a baseball bat or turning out a little spin top or a lamp. Is that know? typically how you do everything? Uh-oh. Oh, you're trouble. in trouble. Yeah, mama's home. Bonnie's here. This is the first time in a we year and a half. We've been doing a almost show two for years. Least, almost two years, and Bonnie's, no, you're in so much What's trouble. What's up, you trying to get on this mic? <laughs> no. She said no. no. Shutting it down. Thank there you, you go. So she has locked herself out of the house and all this excitement, <laughs> all this nephew hey, excitement. Hi. Congratulations on becoming an auntie. Thank you. Auntie Bunny. Auntie Bunny is very tired. Don't lock daddy out. Okay. See you guys. Bye. Love you. Bye. Be safe. Love you, mean it. She's an angel. She's so much better than I am. She is. And literally everything. 100%. Like a million, yeah, at least 100%. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I'm such an idiot. <laughs> She's such a better person. Yeah. Um, okay, so you grew up in the shop. Yes. And then um, you went away. Did you know how to make, like, what did you make on your own? Did you ever just make something well, on your own? What was your first piece of furniture that you made? Ooh. I really don't know. I think it was a little... Chair, ugly stool a somewhere. Little, little probably. ugly chair. It was. Really, it was a little <laughs> ugly chair. That's funny. That you, nobody's ever asked me that. That's pretty interesting. Really, I had to think about that. It was a top-heavy little maho- made out of mahogany, of course. Uh, where do you get mahogany? Because ma- is mahogany from the U.S.? No, it's, it's from, from South America, isn't Central it? America. Central America. No. Isn't there a lot of like weird legal stipulations at the moment that you can't necessarily yeah. ship a bunch in? No, you can. It's just it's all it's just extremely regulated yeah you know the beautiful thing is all the mahogany that i use comes from a sustainable forest there you go that is monitored while it's pulled uh and replanted yeah. and managed and not, i don't think it's harvested again for 25 years where are at costa rica panama no. nicaragua all the all of the countries around honduras okay because you cannot get honduran anymore but I have a secret supply of Honduras. Oh. <laughs> but it's, it's been in the States long, way yeah, longer than that. Andrew. Yeah. Been around. It has. It's been in for a long time. So. That's like, uh, <laughs> was it Taylor Guitars got in trouble a few years ago yeah. for having some... Brazilian yeah. rosewood. Yeah. yeah. Dude, the regulations on importing 
anything that's like plant based just through just outrageous loopholes or not loopholes that's what you want but just red tape you gotta wade through and customs checks and mm-hmm. it's good though you know, oh yeah you in, gotta in a way you, you've got to monitor they're going there and strip you can't it have like invasive species oh yeah just yeah, coming in mahogany is a slow growing tree mm-hmm. and they're big right yes, like yes. redwood trees like yes. big huge 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 um, yeah slow growing tree I, I think i one of the boards i have um I was talking to one of the guys at the mahogany place that I get where I purchased my mahogany, and it was around 100 years old. The tree that I or the piece of wood that I was using for headboards. I, I have a uh, supplier that supplies me with some very unique mahogany, mm-hmm. very, very wide, thin that's boards for old, the headboard. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's, so it's they're one very piece. rare. Yes, I've got a piece that's 37 inches wide and about 18 feet long. Damn, that's one board, and that's a not. That's not like a. How does it even get shipped here? Is it by truck, train, uh, container, container, ship. ships? Yeah, yeah. That's madness. Like beautiful. I've, I've Do done they have stuff. to? Does it have to be? Um, I'm sorry, I don't mean to keep. Does it have to be like air conditioned or humidified or? Do you, you know, like, mean like now or like when it's harvested? No, when it's brought to you, does it have to be, have certain? No, it's. Just, you know, it's, it's stable once it gets yeah, here. It's cured before it ships out. Yeah. Well, not all the way. It gets here and then they put them in kilns and uh, they kiln. I got you. What's that? Right. What is that process? What it's is a big it? oven, essentially. Basically, a big oven. It dehydrates it. It pulls down and gets the moisture to the right level on that board where it's stable. And uh, That way you don't open the door. The whole with. whole thing will twist all bonkers. I used mm-hmm. to deal with that with skateboards mm-hmm. all the time. Like, you get a box shipped where the board was built or pressed and cut in china this canadian maple shipped over there and this is how bonkers the economy is now it's cheaper for me if i were to start a skateboard company tomorrow to get canadian maple ship it to china have it pressed cut formed printed shipped back back over here and then i have a finished product i can get boards for 12 bucks a piece but if you get american or canadian maple and brought straight across the border you're at 17 per wow unit it's it's insane how much cheaper it is but anyway yeah you'd open a box and then one board would just be, couldn't deal with Dothan's humidity and just twist up like a little pretzel so because it hadn't been cured no just it just the humidity in the box was at a completely different level than what the atmosphere here is so when you open it all this moisture it could jumps be too into dry it. or too wet and you know whatever's opposite when you open that box it's going to move mm-hmm. that's why when you get guitars or whatever anything a lot of things, if you get it shipped, you let it, let it sit in the box at least 24 to 48 hours before you open the box. Well, I know that about hardwood flooring is why I asked yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Same concept. Yeah. That's you got to have silica packets What's and everything. What's your favorite type of wood? Mahogany. Is it? It is. It is my wood of choice. I, it's just, you know, if you look back through history at the finest furniture in the world. It's all that. that are centuries, you know, hundreds of years old. Um mahogany has always stood the test of time mm-hmm. uh, two years ago I, or last summer i had a um an actual bed in the show house in the hamptons in new york and we we went to new york for a couple of days and um we went to the met metro metropolitan museum of art right and um if you if you like furniture just the slightest bit you've got to go there because i mean their furniture collection is just unbelievable it's incredible but the most beautiful pieces and the most timeless pieces are all made out of mahogany. Really? Yes. Do you want me to tell you a story that's going to make you super, super sad? Go for it. She builds okay. everything out of pine. white white pine. <laughs> no, my parent. I don't know what happened to this table, but we used to live in Panama. So I grew up in Central America, and our dining room table was a giant. Mm. Uh, you could sit eight people around it, round mm. mahogany table. It was Gorgeous. It's too With big. Like, you can't even get to the things in the middle of the no, table. No, you big. had to have a, what do you call it? <laughs> Lazy Susan. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You had to have one of those in the middle. But my mom always kept, like, it's, it was, like, it was super modern for, I mean, it was the 70s. But to me, there's nothing ornate on it. It was just really simple, round. Mid-century mod. Yeah. It was gorgeous. And it had captain's chairs all the way around mm-hmm. it. Oh, my God. The barrel seats. Yeah. It was beautiful. Oh, those and, are my favorite. Um, you have rope trim on it too? When we <laughs> moved from Panama to here, I don't 
I don't know why that my dad had um, furniture made for our new house by some uh, another artist in Maine. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what they did with that table, but that table was amazing, and it was all mahogany. That's yeah. It I've was got gorgeous. like some random Duncan Fife like drop leaf table from the eighties at my house. Uh-huh. Oh, need a re up on that? Yeah. Um, so did you do that, you know, teenager angsty thing where you're just like, ah, I don't want to build furniture. You guys, this is your thing. I mean, was it kind of like a forced on you? Did it, it was assumed that you would do it and you kind of neither. like, I'm going to be an engineer and was, design tank. It was neither. It was just, I don't know. I just. Did you appreciate I, it then? I, I mean, did. did you I, appreci- I really, I've always, I've always liked it. And yeah. When I was in, when I was in high school, I actually used to make ink pens and turn them on the lathe and, um. That's how you I made, made my yeah, ink yeah, pens yeah, out of so wood. Then, yes, you know different types of mahogany and rosewood and paducah and zebra wood and satin wood and maple, bunch of and walnut, and just a whole bunch of plethora of different types. Uh huh. Um, but I've always appreciated. I've always just I've had this passion for woodworking. That's you know building things. It's. I don't know. It's just something about making something. I mean, if you look at the stock that I get, it's just this rough, ugly piece of board. Right. You know, and you plane it down to expose that beautiful mahogany beneath it and all the grains all tight, twisted together. And a good piece of mahogany, you can just sit there and carve and, you know, turn it. And it just, it, work, it works unlike any wood that, you know, no, you can pretty much get natively, except for walnut. Walnut's pretty good, but yeah, um, it's just something I've always loved. So, is there um, is 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 wood that's grown like in a jungle better? Is it thicker, stronger? I mean, does it have like? Well, you run into old growth, which has tighter rings, so the grains are actually or the the little rings in it are uh-huh. smaller. Uh huh. Um, old growth is super hard to find, obviously, because of. I'm just fielding. All, I'm going to field all these questions like I know what the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> but the older the tree, the tighter the rings usually. Like new growth pine or new growth whatever has, instead of it being like a thirty seconth of an inch right. of a ring, you have an eighth of an inch. Well, no, I was just curious because we have more forestry in North America, where Central America is more jungle-y. So mm-hmm. I didn't know if different well, types of trees or well, when you get into sustainable farming for trees then you don't have any old growth available at a certain point well you actually you actually kind of intertwine it all yeah so you have you actually do have some old growth they don't clear cut down there they they do not clear okay it's very select cut so that makes they clear out between it and they plant between it and they come back 25 years later see learning stuff all the time explain but (laughs) you thin it out instead of clear cutting cutting pieces off the tree or you No, you're slicing the tree down which is actually healthy for the for a forest i mean you know it's just kind of like pruning you're pruning the forest you're clipping it out you're not cutting it down you know you're just well you're cutting the tree down you're not but that's just not all is that a stupid question trees don't regrow no they do not no no the stumps are toast yeah okay let's say you go back in there and put seedlings you know and bring them you know 100 years from now they'll be beautiful trees but you do it selectively so you can you cut the bigger ones and you come back 25 years later and get the next big harvest and you know, you just step your way through the forest and it's always there. Right. You know, it's a cycle. That's awesome. <clears throat> That's but crazy. What is- because pine is obviously the most notorious thing in our area as far as tree farming. Like, all my knowledge of any of that is all based on, like, uh, you, you let it grow over 15, 20 years, mow down the first row, and you've got four more to contend with over the next five ten years oh we have friends that turned in there they live in um ashford no hartford and they uh turned their whole front yard or that front acreage into pine trees dude that's gonna be such a nightmare oh it's a mess Mm. when they go to have it (laughs) it's like have it harvested is gonna be such a not only that a loader ramp (laughs) well not only that but like pine pollen season oh yeah no comment it's a trap. Yeah. So anyway, they just have, go ahead um, and just throw. They have paint your cars a yellow. A lot of acreage that is pine. Tr- their whole front yard. Yeah. Oh, is that? Never mind. We don't have I'm any very. Names. I very rarely work with pine in my shop. Oh yeah. It can be really messy with a sap. So I would I, imagine. But I do have a family that's. I can't remember. 
their last name or anyway, right. they work. They Rockefellers. Work. No, not the Rockefellers. But they, uh, Kardashians. They're big uh, yeah, Kardashian family. Beds. Andrew yeah. Reed is very famous in the bed industry. They're, they're in the wood business, uh, pine trees. Anyway, they've, they've harvested a bunch of... Um, it's probably Finley McRae down at Rex no, Lumber. No, it's not. They, they've been my shop. Right? They're wild. Um, crazy folks. Listen, Andrew came in here um, with stacks of magazine, like they brought an encyclopedia, portfolios full of coastal living. Um, gar- I just your work is amazing. It's absolutely beautiful. Have you ever built something you hate? Like you're just like oh, and this just is shipped it like, out. They anyway. wanted it. No, if and I didn't like it, it, I'd give them money back and send it through the planer and grind it up. Really? <laughs> right. <laughs> no, uh, I haven't really. Who's been your? I want to hear like the most difficult story like who who you don't have to tell me a name but yeah. who is what's the story of like the most difficult client ever like the most picky uh, there's been a lot because you're dealing well, I mean, with super high-end yeah, clientele high, yeah super high-end clientele and oh. know precisely what they want right and you're, you know they're going to get it or not well not they're only that but they're, they're usually working with else. a designer too yeah yeah i work so, a lot with designers yeah but uh I don't know, man. It's I don't have. Every once in a while, I have rough clients, but most of them are. I mean, I'm telling you, I have the most fantastic clientele in the world. Well, they come to you for a reason. Yeah, they do. We're I've got a, so they got a really they know that they've niche. got to be flexible to what you've got going on already. So mm-hmm. they're not going to be yeah. like, well, Pay. here's X amount of dollars more. Put everything that you got going on in the back burner because the end of the day, in your business, a lot of the other clientele can do the same thing and be like, no, well. Then you got a bid war Upstaging. going on. Yeah, well, I'd, li- I'd I really say, like that. Feel to... free, any clients that yeah. are listening to. We need to try know. to get that going. Start <laughs> a bid a war. Bid no. <laughs> yeah, well, well, like they want their bed first. I'll give you twelve thousand cash today yeah. if you just throw <laughs> everything you've done for them out the window. If I had infinite money, I'll just mm. ruin everybody's bed plans today. But you know what? <laughs> Nobody else is getting. Have a bed. you ever had somebody who wanted to paint over mahogany, and is you're like, it? absolutely not? Oh, I do a lot, actually. Do you really? I, I have a lot. The bed, actually, you look in there from the 2016 Coast Living Showhouse in the Hamptons. Um, the bed was actually, it's crafted from mahogany, and it's painted white. <gasps> all white, all blue? All white. Not, no. not that guy? <laughs> not, not that, that guy. guy? No, this is a different lady. Oh, my. But Did that the, hurt your heart thing, a little bit? It, I don't like it. I don't, actually, I'm, I've got one now. I'm about to start painting in the next couple of weeks. It goes to, oh, you uh, have to do it, too? So it's even... Yeah. But the, the thing is, I, I, if I do it, I finish it in a, in, a, in a way that it can be easily stripped. Because yeah. my beds will last for centuries if they're taken care of properly. Right. And somebody could strip that bed and they'll realize what beauty lies beneath and finish it properly. How do you usually finish it? Just tongue oil or? Mm, lacquer. That's really? a true hand rubbed lacquer finish. Hmm. Nobody really does. Takes the time to do yeah, that. Yeah, it takes a lot of steps to it. So it's about a 20 step process. It's very difficult, but it's very rewarding. You ask any clientele to have one of my beds and they know what I'm talking about. Now, how would you know if, if you're looking at a reed bed? Because it's signed on the back? Uh, it's got a brand burn. It's actually burned in the back of the headboard. It's a true brand. Okay. It burns into the mahogany. Uh, that and then, you know, specific lines that, you know, I can tell real quickly. But uh, you just got to kind of know what you're looking at. Have you ever been somewhere and seen your bed, one of your beds, and you're like, oh, my gosh, I made that. Or my dad made that. Or my grandfather made that. That's oh, crazy. I do when I when I go and deliver some beds. You know, clientele that have several beds and want some more. They'll come, they'll take me around the house and show me beds. You know that they've had for twenty years here. And oh, that's neat. Yeah, you know, I, I sold a bed last year. Or I sold a set of twins to a client last year in Mountain Brook. That uh, this is really cool here. That um, this, he bought for his grandchildren. It was the third third. It'll be the third generation Reed bed owners. His ninety six year old mother still sleeps in the bed. Yeah, that she got built. yeah for her wedding present. That's incredible. It's pretty wow. Insane. Dude, you can't yeah. you can't replicate stuff like that. Like stories like that don't happen often enough. But the, it's, it's real. I mean, it is. I mean, it's just, that's what fuels me. I'm telling you, it's, it's like this maddening drug that just fuels me. Is all these interesting stories and mm-hmm. clientele and, and the wood and you know I love the work that I do. And you built it with your do. hands. It's yeah. like you. 
Can you remember pretty much every piece? Was one there a reason, memory? One reason a lot of, you know, there's not a huge market in this, or not a lot of people do this, is it's very difficult. Yeah. It's hard making a bed. And time consuming. not easy. I mean, you should have saw me earlier. I was covered in, you know, covered from head to toe in the sawdust and uh, lacquer spray. Yeah, after those. Do you right. have, have you had to over the years adjust your bed making to fit mattresses? Because now we have like tempur pedic or yeah. we use, we had the big giant box springs with the foam on the top. What it, I mean, does that play into it, height, size? It does. Any of that? What it boils down to is everybody wants a high bed. But like, every, what's a high bed? Like, if I'm standing like 30, up like, 30, to my waist? 30, 32 inches is a pretty darn high bed. And um, But everybody wants a high bed like that. Like, counter, but counter everybody, crawl up into but it. But everybody buys a $20 bed for metal bed frame that sits six inches off mm-hmm. the floor. And they put so risers they, or cinder blocks or whatever exactly. under it. So the, the the mattress companies keep building mattresses thicker and thicker and thicker. To make them higher. Exactly. So a lot of times I can make modifications on my design to accommodate for the thickness to a certain extent. If if not, if it's not going to work, they just want to get new mattresses or, you know, stick with their twenty dollars bed frame. Uh, just because, I'm you know you don't want a thirty inch mattress on a beautiful poster bed. It's going to look disproportional and silly looking. Right. So you know, get you some new mattresses after. Around around my parameters, I know what I'm talking about. I didn't about. realize that that's because um, it has to be proportionally. You don't want, like I said, you don't want you know 30 inch mattress yeah. right in the mat the bed rail. Just my mat- off the floor. Just my mattress, not the box spring. Just the mattress is 18 inches thick. See, which is I, absurd. Ideally, for my design, uh, 14 inches combined mattress and box spring. All together. All together. So the like the. The what do you call it? the space age foam things would be perfect memory foam, yeah yeah the tempur pedic mm-hmm. tempur pedic is fantastic thank goodness with with the reed beds and they look they look good they lay good people love them other than it being a little hot every once in a while people say I don't, I don't have a tempur oh man but. dude anything that's like a um, <coughs> excuse me space la- foam latex based foam deal because that's basically what it is latex mm-hmm. spray or not spray but expanded foam gets warm. doesn't breathe at all mm-hmm. it is I. I sweat through so many sheets, and it you can be need like to get, a, get a cooling mattress cover. Dude, how much shit do I have to pile into my bed with me do to you get be cozy cool or not? I just don't want to sweat. <laughs> like, I sleep in a hammock if I can. It's so much better. Anyway, you have I'm not those cooling mattress crazy. things, dude. Yeah, but now I'm just throwing more money after whatever. <clears throat> I'm just saying. I mean, some of these mattresses, I mean, really can get so complicated. Yeah, I've got a bamboo mattress. I don't know I what know, that means. I mean, I, I delivered this, one of these most ornate beds I've ever made to a house up in Atlanta. And what kind of mattress did they flop on I don't know what it was, it. but I had these two huge hoges that came out the sides of the mattress. What? And went up under the bed to this huge module up under the bed. What? Side. Yeah, it was, That's it was really interesting. Does that kind of hurt your feelings a little bit? <laughs> a little it's bit. It's got but, to. It does a little bit, and you can kind of cover it up some, but you know, whatever. They were. Uh, that takes uh, away from your ornateness. Yeah, but it, it, it still turned out pretty. I was gonna say, the more mattress you got in there, the less headboards you're gonna see. Yeah, yeah. So you want say so you're covering up everything that you've paid for, and that you've come to this dude to create. Are um, all of your um, like. The books that we just went through and saw, like these pictures and in the magazines and stuff, is that on your website? Like, can people go and peruse like the kind some, of work? Some that of you've it done? is. Yes, we're sort of in the middle of redesigning the website at this point. But uh, the number one thing for people to sort of peer into my world is Instagram. Okay. Instagram at Read Classics. As simple as that. Okay. R e i d. But uh, you know, I just have a lot. You know, people like to kind of watch what I do there. And kind of, yeah, of course, I'm on Facebook. You know, you can actually friend me personally or, you know, uh, like read classics. But I do most of my postings on Instagram. Now, you just built a bed with Johnny, not Johnny. um, Uncle Johnny. Yeah. Uncle Uncle Johnny. Uncle Johnny. (laughs) Uncle Johnny. Um, (laughs) You just built Jimmy Carter. Yes. 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 Um, Tell me about this. Um. I made an, an exact re- a reproduction of the bed that he actually made. Uh, for his wife. Yeah, he did. He made it for Rosalind, but I don't know exactly when it was. But he's always been inspired by woodworking. And it actually kind of started off when he was in the military also, starting off 
moving from installation to installation, he would uh, actually start making furniture mm-hmm. instead of buying furniture. He would make a piece or make some furniture for the house. He just, or, or you know, the like the new housing they moved. Yeah, into. the housing they moved into, mm-hmm. and then when they would move, they would just leave it, and he would build an- another set. And That's kind of awesome. Yeah, kept kept doing it, you know, and he. Uh, he Someone out it. there is floating around totally. in some yeah. buying Jimmy some Carter JC furniture, furniture, yeah. furniture and don't have yeah. a clue, out of a man. driveway. President Jimmy Carter furniture. I have no idea. No idea. Wouldn't that, wouldn't that be cool to somehow track it down? But I mean, there's just no way. You know? would, unless he's just branding everything or yeah, no, signing it or no. whatever. What is your, um, what is, how was he? What was he like? I know no, he's he 93 was, now. Is he, he still sharp as a tack? Very sharp as a tack. Uh, cutting up with a photographer. It was pretty, pretty funny. But, um, and uh, very kind. Very kind, you know, to the kids, and you know, we were talking about the bedposts, and all the, he, knew, he he saw that it was mahogany because I was supposed to make it out of walnut. And it was just this nightmare trying to find specific walnut that I needed, so we just went with the the better mahogany. Um, <laughs> Such a better. snob! You're Such like, I mean, snob. you could build it out of all these woods, but mahogany's my favorite. But this yeah. is this is the only thing that I. But um, mahogany would look yeah. better. Not only that, but you know how it behaves. Like you can run it through a. Planer with your eyes closed, you don't have to worry about it popping or jumping or whatever. You know how, if you do any amount of woodworking, which I do very little, like I built this desk a few years ago and that's been it. Like (laughs) I build stuff out of necessity, not necessarily because I love it. This is cool. Yeah, it does its job. Keeps my shit off the rug. That's all. Just keeping my computer (laughs) off the rug and fixing my composure Mm. and my posture. I mean, and you designed the coffee. Well, what happened to the coffee table? Oh, it's folded up in the closet it's such a that coffee table it looks awesome it looks amazing it's good from far but it is far from good it is a shin killer yeah do you hear me it is super sharp you can like this it's it's actually the drop pieces off of this except sharper (laughs) (laughs) if that's possible and rougher the actual Mm -hmm. table that we use for the desk at the local is a old door off of a school that closed in like the early 1900s and uh that guy, Tony, that I was telling you about from Poplar Springs, just happened to have it leaning up. I'd gone down there to looking looking for slabs to use because he's got a sawmill. I was going to buy a couple slabs from him and seem, like, book match them and throw them on here. Mm-hmm. And I saw these. I was like, oh, that's already done. Yeah. But they're so heavy. It is, I don't even know what it is. Old tongue and groove, probably pine. Cool. Yeah. I don't know. It is a nightmare trying to move this thing around. If Be it's careful. not on wheels. It's, it's out to get you. It's also, not, yeah. It's like, a shin and knee killer. It's like the angle. Everything's built out of like, <laughs> none of it's child safe at all. Um, what is your favorite piece that you've ever built? Hmm. Very favorite. And where is In it? In all honesty. The wonky chair? Your first chair? No. It's probably that bed that he's not finished with. Every bed that leaves is my favorite. I'm working on a bed right now that's one of my favorites. Really? That's the way to do it, man. It's incredible. It truly is, man. I mean, I, I guess I shouldn't say that. I'm just in love with it right now. What, what's different about it that you like? Uh, it's very simple. It's finished natural, and it has over 300 feet of satin wood pinstriping inlay on Good it. Good Lord. Yeah. How is that? It's a 16th of an inch square piece of uh, satin wood, which is kind of a yellow uh, pinstriping piece of wood. It's a little piece. And you cut grooves and everything all over the bed. And you have to go in and dry fit everything, and then you glue it down in there piece yeah, by piece. Yeah, sand it all down. Sand it all down nice and smooth. Oh, neat. Yeah, but uh, I'll show you all pictures. That's yeah, let's crazy. see it. crazy. I've never even thought about doing that. It really I mean, works. obviously, I'm not building anything that's revolutionary. You're making any. stuff out of doors. Yeah. I'm just, Old doors. I'm the quickest and easiest and most efficient way to knock things out. That's I mean, my thing. So this is like literally, it's literally still in the spray rack. Right, it's curing up there tonight. That's the top. The, oh my gosh, is, is that is beautiful. I guess this weather lately has been good for that His curing man business. Has been like perfect today. I know there are people out there that know exactly what he's talking about, but for those of you that don't, that are like me, I you guess can kind of swipe around. You can. Uh, how would you? I mean, how would you describe that to a? It, I don't even know how to describe that. It's like. This recessed piece of mahogany. I mean, satin wood inside of the mahogany. So it looks like yellow striping. It's like the back of a guitar neck to an extent. That's beautiful. Is that hard? That's got to be super hard to do. It's been a pain, but it's, you know, nothing amazing and awesome looking is easy. Is that satin wood malleable? Like it been? Did you ever have. I had wet uh, some of it because some of the four inch like radiuses on the Mm -hmm. headboard. I don't know if y'all saw the headboard. 
Well, you can kind of see it around the edge of that headboard. God. Right there. Uh, what what do you think? Oh, that's beautiful. So you just what soak you, it. How? I had to push boil, it down. Some water. And it, you put it down there and let it kind of soak it up, and it makes it a little more malleable. Mm-hmm. So your your grandfather, 1965, just went to bed. Yes. Did he have like an affluent client that like one that bought a bed and then it kicked off? You know this want for Reed. Beds? I don't think so. I, mean, I think how, it's just slowly, like a just a slow, like a massive slow. wave. You know, it mm-hmm. starts off as a, as a little ripple, and it just kept growing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It Is did. most it of growing. your work referral? Yeah, everything's word of mouth. I do, I do zero advertising, and I'm right now. I'm just stupid inundated with with work. But you know, I I, I don't know. It's, it's, I'm sort of on a borderline. I need to grow a little bit, but I don't want to get you want so controlled. big that it won't be as exclusive. You know, right. just because it is something very special. And I love actually working directly with my clients or these decorators. You know, we build these friendships because it's just such a unique business. It really is. Yeah. And um, like I said, the bed is so important, you know, and mm-hmm. when you're building your dream home, mm-hmm. you know, you want, you want to furnish it properly, mm-hmm. you know, and, and if you can, you go out and you get the best that you can get. And I'm the best at what we do. I'm That's the best awesome. at bed making, honestly. That's the ticket. I mean, that's what... In the world. In the world. I mean, I have clientele from Dubai, Australia, uh, Europe, all over Europe. Um, and you're sitting here in our little local office. Know, yeah, just no. drinking our whiskey. Slumming. <laughs> slumming by candlelight. <laughs> I'm going to hop in my Yugo when we leave. Listen to our ridiculous questions. No, it's, uh, it's fun, man. Can you tell? I, I'm really kind of under the radar. It's really fun. Because I, I really do. I work with celebrities well, like and all Barry. kinds of stuff but I have, my lips are like have to be sealed that's right um, Barry yeah, Wardlaw exactly. across the street oh yeah we're, we're all the time catching up and talking about it it's pretty funny so man. you know that's Barry a, Wardlaw he owns ex, what is it uh, uh, oh I'm sitting here looking at it I, oh. I want to say Excel but that's something completely different what are you looking at uh, it's a motorcycle engineering um, Oh, accurate, accurate, accurate engineer. Yeah, yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, he's oh, yeah. in the same boat. Like he's built motorcycle oh, motors that are in like famous. Jay Leno's. Yes. Yeah, he's yes. world famous. Precisely. All over the place. For pan, so uh, cool. Panhead motors. Yeah, and he's across the street uh, from his shop. No, oh. there yeah. you go. Yeah, he's yeah he did some pretty bitchin' replica or yeah. Yeah, he can literally panheads. Re- he could fabricate anything. Oh yeah, he, he's it. done. He's done a few things for me, and one day he's going to get him a bed because he's going to trade a bike. We're kind of designing. Right? I want a bike. Is he too, designing so. a bed? Oh, we've we've always, you know, him and I both we have our heads churning all the time about different things, and um, we've got something kind of imagined up. But can you drive? Are you going to be able to drive it? <laughs> hey, wait. Do you have a Reed custom bed at the house? Reed Classic. I yeah. Have, do you have one of your you own sleep bed in that, that your or grandfather what? Made? I, I made it. Yeah, you did. Yeah. It's uh. Is it's it got, different it's than pinstriping any? It's got uh, pinstripe inlay in it. It's one that's not in the brochure. Is um, we call we call it the end post. It's based after this Navarro guy that ordered it twenty years ago, and it turned out beautiful. My grandfather actually put it in our lineup. It's just not in our brochure. I got a sample of it in my shop, but it's got a little bit of roping in the wood. It's Ooh. got reading in the wood. It's got carving, little dogwood little flowers. Bit of everything. It's got a little bit of everything. Turning, it's got everything but penciling. It doesn't have any pencil work, you know, octagon shape on it. But uh, it's pretty. That's for sure. I love it. We, what is the um, most unique bed that you've ever built? I think it was that bed I just showed you in veranda. You know, that one that uh, the teaster followed the roof line. The teaster basically is a canopy. Yeah, so um, imagine a lot of houses in the 80s have the... What is slanted the, roof. The slanted oh, that, roof that went with the eaves. It, to associate this with an 80s house, that architect would reach through this. Oh, house. I know. And, and choke me out personally. But I'm trying to describe the house how, the, is amazing. how the wood, the ceiling slanted. Right? I'm mm-hmm. not wrong with that 100%. Kind of like above the garage room. Yes. Simple like a bonus that. room. Yeah, boning. Yeah. But the can the top of the canopy of the bed, which is called the... Teaster. The teaster is... With two E's. T-E-E? Not T-E-A. Correct. T E E S T E R. It's actually it's actually tester, excuse me, but it's pronounced T E E. But it's T T E S T E R. It's tester. But it's T. It's pronounced teaster. This is why the English language is the hardest language it in is. the world. Um, but anyway, the top of the teaster drinking, or the top of the canopy right, is built more. to fit that slanting house. roof. Yes. And the fabric that's on it's it's inc- it's unbelievable. It's incredible. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's one of the like the house is actually on a lot of house tours in, in the Mountain Brook area of um, Birmingham. 
Really? Mm-hmm, yeah. What's the coolest house you've ever been in celebrity-wise? Work or Come otherwise. On. I can't mention. It's probably I good. truly can't. I'm telling what you. What was that. so cool about it? it? Well, you don't have to say who it is. What was so cool about it? It was in the middle of 30,000 acres. 30,000 that's that's acres. That's a lot of damn. That's a lot of trees. How long did it take to drive out to their house? How long was their driveway? Six and a half miles. Good God. That Think of it as bigger, as bigger than Disney World. Wow. That's the house was? No, no. The property is bigger than Disney World. Was it a giant house? Yes. Gorgeous. It's phenomenal. Mm, here's know. here's the most famous person's <laughs> house I've ever been in. This was in their house, and I'll just let you guess. This is in sync. Stay there. Stay there for four days. In sync. Yeah, one of the dudes from In Sync. <laughs> was it Joey Fatone's house? No, it was not. Whose house were you at? Chris Kirkpatrick. Where is the house? Orlando. Okay. Look at Justin. What a mess. That's the yeah, house before. This this iPhone eight is like three hundred pounds. It's got surround sound. How That's the pretty bitching. hell are you even supposed to put this in your back pocket? Oh, yeah, don't do that. Like, my Jeep's no. so tall that when I climb into it, my phone basically flattens out to where it's horizontal with the ground. And when you dive into the seat, because I'm only three feet mm. tall, it just rips your phone out of your pocket, and your pocket comes off, too. It's a lot of fun. That has never been a plus fan. It's, Isn't it a plus? Yeah. It's, it's an a, eight I mean, plus. It's not bad. I think I'm getting a ten. This update has been a nightmare. Is there a 10 out? It's coming the out. The 10 supposed to be the 27th month. of no, November. Like, yeah, something like that. They just released the 8. That's yeah, but it's catch. a 10 year anniversary. They're trying to keep the demand the down X. on the 10. What happened to the 9? No, it's the X. It's, it's not really the 10, I, I guess. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, but anyway, I have, I have really, I, I've been in this, just phenomenal houses. And I mean, it's just. Incredible. Do you just get? Do you ever just get star? Do you get starstruck anymore, or do you get starstruck every time? Are you starstruck now? And no, it's just being with us. Absolutely. <laughs> you can't tell me who Man. the most intimidating person was that you ever. I would imagine Jimmy, Jimmy Carter. Carter. He was I a mean, president of the United States. Um, um, no, intimidating. He, he was, Jimmy famous. Carter was really. It was very nice. It was a surreal experience. Uh, one of the biggest things, one of the most vivid mem- memories of the day was actually the Secret Service of all things. You know, their, their whole performance they do, skidding around mm-hmm. the road and all that mess. But when the president actually comes up to greet you, before he even gets to you, they kind of stand, they totally invade your space and shake your hand. And it's just. The Secret Service does? Yeah, the Secret Service does. It's really weird. It lets you know who's in charge. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Why do they? they do. Really? I would, mm-hmm. I would assume so. You got to set that precedent. Straight out of the gate, yeah. there ain't gonna be no what, tomfoolery with what Mr. Is, Carter. Yeah, what's interesting is I think, I think it's Jimmy Carter is the last president that will have Secret Service for the rest of their lives. Secret Service for the current presidents and the past couple of presidents of um, for ten years after president, you have Secret Service. Really? Probably around, the, and then after that, you have to get your own private security. But anyway, it was just it was really fascinating. It was in um, over in his boyhood's home in Plains, Georgia. And um, we sat up the bed, and you know, ten minutes, or you know, these black suburbans. I mean, just like you see on television, comes skidding down the road, scraping everything out, and then they come over and park. And a few minutes later, Jimmy Carr just kind of appears out of nowhere. They send a dummy car in first. <laughs> I think so, just to be sure. It's crazy, and like I said, they're just all up in your face. And do they do they do a thorough background search on you? Did. Everything. It's just cel- it's weird. But to you're think. a celebrity in your own right. Like you come with a skill that they're asking for. So. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. It's, you know, the the thing is, uh, this is a this is the family heritage of the Reeds. Right. right. This is sort of what we're destined to do. I mean, it's crazy that I'm in Dothan, Alabama, making beds for people all all over the world. It's real interesting. Yeah. And you're but, killing but you I know, cannot. I can't sit in Dubai. I can't hear and say. I can't sit here and say. You know, Andrew Reed. You know. Yeah, the greatest yeah, bed maker in the world. Well, my grandfather's the one that started all of it. He's the genius behind all of it. And I'm just carrying the torch on, and I'm every day I'm learning something new. And you know, I, I love, I truly love what I do. You know, and did just, you ever go through a period where you were like, I, work I don't, slump? I can't do it. I don't. I, oh, I, it comes and goes just because. I mean, do you have it's to keep very, yourself motivated? You have to. Well, it's just it kind of motivates yourself when you you, you get you know I. I 
You know, I just fin- I just finished. I could tell you all this. I just finished a bed about six months ago for Kirby Smart, which is you know he's the head coach of the University of Georgia, mm-hmm. and I got to deliver at their house and everything. You know, all of a sudden you get phone calls from these people and orders, and it just kind of puts that flame back up under you to charge forward. You know, and okay. Then you finish these beautiful beds, and you know you work so hard. It's it's pretty amazing. If you come to my shop, there's just crap everywhere. There's just bed posts standing around here and there. Nothing's really standing up. But when you complete a bed and put all those pieces together into one beautiful unit, it's really neat. It's inspiring. So now, do you and it's tangible? Like you can see, you can actually whether you're halfway in. That's my drink. Put it down. I'll kill you. <laughs> whether you're halfway into the project, or just worried, just worry about getting roofied. To be honest with you, <laughs> or three quarters of the way in, or just starting, you can look at all the pieces with stuff tangible. Like what I do, a lot of what I do is digital. Like for whatever client is digital mm-hmm. so there's never any tangibility with whatever product that I, or service that i'd provide but with you you can look at like all right i've got the four posts done over here mm-hmm. and here's the slats for the sides over here rails. here's the headboard yes. or rails mm-hmm. yeah slats are the things that hold the hold the mattress up we bad. don't we don't use slats i don't blame you How's what that do you work? Use? We we handcraft in in house. I was gonna say metal. you're paying four large for a bed out of the gate. Oh. Like you you don't have little slats. Shitty ass one by is bolted exactly. to the frame. We might we we have metal. We call them angle irons. They're um, this metal this bracket that, right we, uh-huh. that we bend and drill and countersink, and we actually dip them in lacquer to give them a nice finish. And we screw them into the rail. And the rail is not just a little piece of plywood. It's it's an actual two inch thick piece of mahogany. It's solid wood. So you know. You just you'd have to see it. I have to pull up the picture, but we do you assemble each bed that you make? Like, would you deliver it and assemble uh, it at the at their of, home? It just depends on how close you know they are. Sort of two hundred fifty miles is kind of my radius, unless you know I have a client. I have this client in Texas. They they've been buying beds from us for probably forty years, and they have about probably twenty or thirty of our beds really? through the family. And uh, every once in a while, they order bed, and they'll. You know, they want me to specifically hand deliver it, and I will hand deliver it to Texas around uh, Dallas area. I guess you factor that into the, you just upcharge them, be like, well, if I'm going to be there, you're taking them away from this project that needs to be done. And Oh, come on. Well, I yeah, wouldn't yeah. want to be like, if I was building a bed for Nicole Kidman or something, I'd be like, well, I'll yeah. put it together in your house. <laughs> well, I just want to see Kidman. it. Like, wow. I just insist on doing it. You know, absolutely. But then you wind yeah, up just I mean, dealing with... some places you, I would imagine, you like deal with the assistant. Rockefeller Mansion, you'd be like, mm, um, I yeah. feel like I need to put this bed together myself. <laughs> yeah. One cool... Uh, I'm actually in a hardback book right now that just came out. It was this architect, uh, this pretty much world-famous architect out of New York City mm-hmm. that I worked with on a bed for an actual plantation around Albany, Georgia. And uh, you should have seen this bed. I mean, it's incredible. Beautiful arched canopy. I mean, it's in, their mas- it's right. in the master bedroom of this uh, plantation. But, uh, of course, I wanted to go install it. But the thing was, the bed was actually made at my shop. All right? Okay. I shipped the bed frame to New York City where they made a custom mattress and then custom drapery, custom shit. I mean, the bed was the bed wasn't even a queen. The bed wasn't even a king. It was totally custom design. And uh, anyway, they had oh, cu- it's custom like just sheet. a whatever size. Yeah, it, it, it will look specifically proper for the bedroom is what it is. And it does. It looks amazing in the, in the book. I meant to bring a book, but I didn't. But anyway, uh, so it, it went up there. Was and, it bigger uh, than a king? No, it's smaller. King size is nasty, okay? I have a king size, all right? But king size is not proper if you want something to look good in a, in a house. It's too big. It, it, it's too big. It is. It's disproportional. So it's... It is. Queen size is it's the proper too size. square. Yeah, it doesn't size? look like a bed. It's just yeah. like a but big queen size is saltine too cracker. Small. I, have, I, I, I have a king, I admit, but if you So was this bed kind of in between the it two? It was in between. It was very That would be a perfect size. It was a beautiful bed. But the bed frame went to New York, had the custom mattress made, all the custom material, and then it got shipped back down to Georgia. And somebody else assembled it, and they were calling they me. They have to have it. custom sheets, custom mattress cover. Yeah. The mat- Dude, you're getting the a custom mat- mattress made. You don't give it. You don't you're care right, about the uh, price of custom sheets. Well, like, I know I don't live in that world, but I'm uh, just saying. I mean, get on my level, Charlene. The mattress actually went around the bed patch. It was really odd. Really interesting. Oh, that's kind of crazy. Totally, but the, you know, all the sheets had to be like that. All the, all the bed. Oh, like half semi-circle around the bed post. 
I don't want yes. to know the mechanics of how that works. Yeah. So it looked like, like the posts like were the coming ma- out like of the this, mattress. Like if this was a, the, the foot post. Right. You know, these were the rails. They had wrap around. The mattress like, went whoop. around the, you know, set on top. The mattress like set on right. top so of the Right, so it looked rail. like the set pole was coming it. out of the mattress. That was weird. Wow. Yeah, it seems it, like it. But it, it did man, you see, you, you saw at, the finished product I did, though? it's in a book. Was it beautiful? Gorgeous. Stunning. Beautiful. Wow. So, I mean, that's, it's more, the, the thing is, you know, it's more than just the bed frame. You know, you got all this other stuff involved with making that bed look legit yeah my bed my footboard i actually built my bed it definitely at the at the guts of it is a metal 20 dollar frame the thing that splits your toe open when you <laughs> get anywhere near it but i built a headboard basically out of an old door just out of stuff laying around and my footboard is actually a bar on casters and it used to be the bar <laughs> that was in my um dining room anyway it is Horrendous. There's zero. There's zero <laughs> custom going on with that. It's it's incredible though. It is a sight to be seen. Is it? Yeah. Okay. It looks good. <laughs> it looks like some like housewife's Pinterest project gone wrong. <laughs> Pinterest fail. I mean, you're sitting actually, next to Andrew Reed right now. He just built a bed with Jimmy Carter. What are you talking about uh, using an old door? No, I got some what pallets. I'm, just, I'm I, just a dude. I got some <laughs> pallets. It's Andrew Reed. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Only going to refer to that dude's net full name in that weird nasally voice. Now that it, I have this it. brochure, I'm just going to call all the time and just make, get, make orders for beds. <laughs> just go de- Just go. Please do. I'm going to be having like the worst day ever, and all of a sudden I'm going to ring Hello, Mr. Reed. That's what we need to do. We just go down there we can redo the company voicemail in that voice thank you for calling read classics established in 1938 everybody's gonna sound like they need benadryl (laughs) i'm gonna sound like my nose is stuffed and i'm running out of breath every sentence what a nightmare i don't want to hear that i'll be the voice voice on the website too your voice is already screechy enough i don't need it with that twang in it i don't need it Oh my God! What a pleasure meeting you. Yeah. Truly, thank you so much. I what don't you got know going that I'll ever. Are you still hanging out for another hour? Because that's nine times out of ten. That's my mo. Like, wrap up a podcast. Drink more whiskey. Drink another drink or two. The stories get really good because we get all the names. Yeah, then. there's zero because we've plied you with enough whiskey. <laughs> yeah, I'll leave the mic. Zero <laughs> implication. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna watch that red light. Well, right anytime you want to come back and talk now. about. Um, Furniture, please do. It's super interesting. So you live in, you're here. I live in Ashford, which is, you know. Right. Your kids go to school here. Go to Bethel Christian Academy, the new school they started. Just had a ribbon cutting the other day. Yeah. Yeah. Are are your kids in the wood shop at all? Are they interested at all? Yes, they love it. They were up there last night. I needed a little help last night. I was out there working late. And Jenny was like, well, let's grab a pizza and come up there help me. And they came up and the kids came up. You know, So the kids have interest in the business at all? They do. But, you know, they're, you know. Super young still. Nine and twelve. It's like, Dad, I got this but, project. Can you whip this together? That'll be that'll be a wonderful day. Like, son, get over there and make me some angle irons, please. I, right? need, I need some help. <laughs> no, but it, uh, I hope it'll carry on with the family. You know, we'll be eighty years old next year. Um, you know, there's just a bright future, and it just it keeps just trucking along. And it's a very such a unique business. All these clientele I get to meet, and places I get to go, and I try to. Try to all these interesting jobs. I always try to get them, you know, just because you know. That's yeah, cool to do something lead. different, and, like push yourself. Where it's yeah, not. It's a great man, story to tell. It is. Some of these jobs I take on, I'm like especially like this one, the one that's turned out gorgeous with a 300 feet of inlay. Mm-hmm. I'm working on that bed forever, getting that inlay in. But it is the reward is worth it because it's awesome looking. Yeah, and I, I can't. We we need to make we you need to make a coffee table book. With all oh yeah, your... I'm, I'm I'm going to eventually make a book, and I'm just trying to figure out the story of it, and you know, I know I can do just I know I can do just the pictures and stuff, but just get on my Instagram, you can see all. It's going to have old family <laughs> pictures. I mean, if someone's going to have a read bed, I think they need to have a read coffee table book in that bedroom with that bed, so you could that. have the history of the bed, and then you could, they could flip through and be like, oh my gosh, there's beds in Dubai, there's Jimmy Carter's bed, there's oh. all kinds of cool stuff. It's interesting. How many? F- it's that I'm thing that if you didn't know. I was going to ask nope. how many famous babies have been made in Well, you know, that's the funny thing. You know, we were, my <laughs> it's brother, a laundry my, list. My brother of, and I were sure. talking about the other night, you know. 
you know, in Mobile especially, you know, the uh, Mayor Simpson down there, he's he's one of our huge customers right. for the years, you know. But all the, all the, all these um, leaders around Mobile and in Montgomery oh, yeah. and um, you know all over the country really. I mean, we've had governors have had them and some ambassador. There's actually some. I don't know who it is, but there's some European prime minister that has one of our beds. You know, they got it years ago. I mean, the dude's probably dead now. I don't know. Yeah, but. can you imagine the stories? Like, I if know. your beds could talk? Oh, absolutely. I mean, honestly. <laughs> Do we want I mean, to go Honestly, there? think about, no, like, no. the mistresses or the affairs or the mm. conversations that went on, like... You know, husbands talk oh, to yeah. wives and like <laughs> advice. Like Jimmy Carter, I'm sure talked to his wife about certain things. You know what I mean? It's like that old. Yeah. It's like that What's scene up? in Captain Ron where they're restoring the boat. It goes, and it's like Charlie Chaplin's bed in the boat. No, I don't remember. I'm that. the only guy that knows Captain Ron. No, <laughs> but it goes back to like like I told you earlier. The bed is a very important piece of furniture. A it very important is. functioning thing in your house. is is one of the only pieces of furniture that you will. Use guaranteed every day. Yeah, you know? well, so much history. I mean, when you really yeah. break it down and think about it, like yeah. your children are come from the. I mean, it's it's a really important piece. It is. It so. should have some love in it. It should. I mean, think of it. You spend a fifty thousand dollars on a dumb vehicle that'll break down and fall apart and in eight years. Be it won't yeah. be worth as much you're as so that baby right. is. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of history. Like if you're like, this is my mom and dad's, you know, wedding, you know, they got this on their wedding. It's mm-hmm. pretty that's really neat. That should really be brought back as like a really profound tradition. We just gotta get people acclimated to appreciate and stuff again. I think I uh, think we are getting there because people don't make every, things. Everybody easier. should start with buying a bed. From Reed Classics. From Reed Classics. I was going to say, this is going to turn Reed into... Reed Classics. We're starting a renaissance. Our phone number is 334. You're going to give them the direct Seven nine six nine zero two one. Is that your cell phone? com. All right, I'm wrapping this up. <laughs> so fun meeting you. Thank you very oh, much. Subscribe to this nonsense and go follow Re Classics on Instagram and uh, so much Facebook. more. I wish everybody could see every picture in those books. Like there's so much, like oh, she's super still cool going. Stuff. All she's right, still gonna... out of control. How's it? I'm the one pushing this button this week. interested in having your story featured on the local podcast hit us up at wiregrasslocal at gmail.com or give us a shout on facebook instagram or twitter at the local podcast